All right, so here we go. This is the first episode uh, of what's going to be a weekly podcast that I'm going to be posting. Uh, it's going to be all things real estate, all things mortgages, all things finance, all things investment, uh, and all things entrepreneurship. Uh, and so I'm looking forward to getting started with this podcast. Uh, I'm looking forward to bringing on a lot of great guests and uh, essentially asking them about their expertise or their areas of expertise uh, and learning a little bit more about what it is that they do uh, and, you know, uh, learning a little bit more about the different areas in which they're thriving in. So I'm looking forward to getting started with this. This will be the launch episode. Uh, and today I wanted to talk about something uh, pertaining to mortgages. So I am a mortgage uh, specialist. Uh, I am in the mortgage industry. Uh, and so if you need a mortgage, holla, you know, you know who to call. Uh, so today I'm going to talk about something that is, I would say, in my opinion, just from what I've seen, uh, isn't talked about enough. Uh, and it's something that has almost the potential to be misleading to a lot of people, uh, especially to a lot of people that are first time home buyers, or maybe they're just listening to their parents or listening to what other people have to say uh, pertaining to this topic. But I think it's a very important topic, uh, and it has to do with real estate uh, and if it's a worthwhile investment. And so oftentimes when you think of buying a house, uh, partially it's about finding a place to live. And uh, the other part of it is about you know, investing, having uh, you know, uh, a, a, an asset that is appreciating in value uh, and something which you can make money off of. Uh, and so oftentimes you hear, you know, in mainstream media or if it's, you know, um, just within society, when you're out and about with friends or with family, oftentimes you hear about how, you know, the first thing that you should do when you start making a little bit of money or when you have a decent amount of money saved up is to invest it in a real estate property and buy yourself a house. Um, I mean, um, it's 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 a little bit tricky. It's it's a little bit of a of a of a of a subject that isn't as black and white as most people try to make it out to be. Uh, and I feel like working in the industry, I've kind of gotten a different perspective um, on real estate and what it means to actually become a real estate investor. Um, and so, a lot of people that are buying houses um, to live in. I wouldn't say that you're a real estate investor. And I wouldn't say that you're always going to be in a scenario uh, where your investment is going to earn you some money. Um, and so today I want to talk about that idea a little bit more uh, and explain from my perspective what a good strategy or a good solution would be uh, to essentially make real estate a good investment. Because real estate is like anything else. If you don't have a plan, if you're just going into it blind, um, you will fail. And it won't be as as comfortable or as profitable as you think that it will be um, if you don't have a plan. And so it's like if you're going to go skydiving, uh, if you're going to go skydiving and you are not experienced, you don't know what you're doing, uh, you know, you, you don't have your parachute prepared, you're going to fall on your face and it's going to be pretty freaking bad. Uh, and so I think real estate, which is for most people, the largest investment that they make um, it's something which you should get into more prepared. Uh, and it's something that you should go into with a plan. And so 
today I want to talk about one aspect of that, um, one aspect of the plan that I think a lot of people should incorporate uh, when it comes to getting into the real estate market and making it a profitable endeavor. And so that idea revolves around the actual mortgage that you take on uh, when you purchase a property. So oftentimes the way that it's understood uh, when somebody gets into the real estate market, it's often understood as a very straightforward process. So the house, you buy it at 600000 um, After five years, it appreciates to, let's say, 700000 And so you sell it after five years at 700000 In most people's mind, they've made $100,000 in profit um, off of that transaction. They paid $600,000 for the house. They sold it at 700000 And so therefore, they pocket, you know, or they profit uh, 100,000 based off of that transaction. But if you actually look closer at the numbers, you will realize that that's not usually the case. For most people, they would, they would actually be lucky to be making a profit off of a transaction like that. Um, and the reason for it is because there are a lot of costs associated with buying a house. There are a lot of costs associated with maintaining a house. And there's a lot of costs associated with selling a house. Uh, and so these are things that must be factored in. Uh, if, if you're a business owner and you're not factoring in the, the, the expenses of, of you know, running your business, if, you're, if you own a restaurant and you're not factoring in how much it costs for you to buy the, the, the food that you're selling to people, um, then you can't necessarily look at yourself as, let's say, a profitable uh, business because you don't know what your true costs are nor do you know what your true retained income or your true net income is. Uh, and so you don't even know if you're profiting or not. You're just essentially, um, you know, hoping for the best and you're, you're, you're hoping that it all works out and you don't necessarily have a plan. And so similarly, when you're looking at a real estate transaction, you have to understand that um, everything must be factored in. And it's not just about what you spent to buy the house because, as many homeowners know, your expenses or the costs associated with home ownership do not just end when you take on that mortgage and you first buy the house. For, for most people, that's just the beginning, whether it's property taxes, whether it's, you know, uh, um, you know, property, uh, um, whether it's property taxes, whether it's, you know, it's uh, costs of maintenance or condo fees or, or, other sort of expenses that come up on your on your home uh, ownership journey, um, you have to understand that these are costs, these are expenses that must be factored in uh, to the bottom line when you're doing your calculations on whether or not you are, um, you know, in a good situation when it comes to sell your house in the next couple of years. Uh, and so that is something that must be considered. So for example, if you buy a house at $600,000, um, and you're happy with it, you must also factor in a lot of other costs that are associated with it. That includes what, what are you paying in taxes uh, every single year? That's a cost. That's an expense. You have to factor that in. You also have to look at what is the interest rate that you're paying? What are you paying towards interest? Yeah, you borrowed you know, $600,000 or $500,000 on, on, you know, as a mortgage from the lender, but what are they charging you in interest every year? Because oftentimes, and this is the biggest, biggest hidden cost that a lot of people don't factor in when they're doing this calculation of whether or not the transaction uh, was profitable. And that cost, that hidden cost, 
And it's not necessarily hidden, but it's a cost that a lot of people have noticed they don't factor in to the equation. And it's what is your cost of borrowing? This is the cost. This is an expense that you're incurring. And so if you take on a mortgage, a $500,000 mortgage, and you're paying 5% uh, on that mortgage, you have to understand that after five years, you're, the, the, the amount of interest that you're going to be paying on that loan is going to be substantial. And so if you're in a situation where after five years, you're looking to sell the property and you look at it from a perspective of, okay, well, I have $500,000 that I've borrowed from the lender or from the, 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 the bank as a, as, a, as a mortgage loan, you have to understand that that wasn't just what you've paid the bank. Uh, it's not just that amount. That's not the, the only um, expense that is associated with that property. There is also the cost of borrowing. And oftentimes it is substantial. And oftentimes it does eat away at a majority or a substantial amount of the profits that you would generate when it comes time to sell your property. Um, and so just even on this example, like I'll, I'll do the math really quickly right now. Like if, if you have a $500,000 mortgage and you're paying an interest rate of 5%, you're paying essentially $25,000 per year. And so if you have a five-year mortgage, you're essentially paying, or you're, you're walking away after five years, having paid $125,000 in um, interest, just in interest. That's not including the principal amount that you're paying. That's not including the amount that you essentially owe. And so if you're in a situation where you bought the house at 600,000 and it appreciated to 700,000, you, you have to understand that you didn't just pay 600,000. You paid whatever your down payment was, you paid whatever you borrowed, and you're also paying the cost of borrowing. Uh, and so these are things that must be factored in uh, and it must be accounted for when you're looking at whether or not your real estate purchase was a profitable purchase or not. And oftentimes it's not. Oftentimes we look at it like I bought the house for this much, I sold it for this much, and this is my profit. You don't look at what your expenses are. You don't look at how much you spent in renovating, how much you spent in maintaining the property, how much you spent in you know um, fixing up things and you know towards interest, how much you spent and towards uh, property taxes. So these are all things that you don't factor in uh, when you're when you're essentially uh, looking at your profitability uh, in that real estate transaction. Although these are very, very important things to look at because in any other aspect, whether it's in business, whether it's in any sort of investment, you are looking at every single expense that you are making and you're factoring that in to whether or not that transaction was profitable. Uh, and so real estate should be viewed in, this, in the same manner. Real estate transactions for most people are the biggest transactions that they, that they take on uh, in their lives. Uh, and so they should be looked at in a manner that's, um, uh, you know, accounting for all the expenses that have come up or that could potentially come up. And so uh, for that reason, uh, you should account for all the expenses that you're taking on uh, and you should weigh that against, you know, what it is that, uh, that or you should weigh that against whatever the appreciation uh, of the property is. And at the end of the day, that's how you should base your decision. Uh, so oftentimes when people are looking to purchase a primary residence, they look at it like, well, I'm going to be paying rent. Uh, and so I'd rather you know, pay towards a mortgage and not have to worry about rent. Uh, obviously, I mean, it goes without saying rent is, is, is 
much cheaper. I mean, there is no down payment associated with it. There isn't, you know, there it's oftentimes it's just a fixed cost. Uh, now I'm not saying renting is a better option than buying a property, but I think uh, from a perspective of if you're going into it without a plan, if you're going into it without any sort of calculation, without any sort of, um, you know, mindfulness towards what it is that you're trying to do, uh, then, you know, a lot of people are not better are not going to be in a better situation when they buy a house as opposed to whether the situation that they were in when they were renting a property uh and so don't get fooled by you know the people that are telling you like hey you know it's always a good investment um you know you always want to you know uh, own the property that you're don't be paying off somebody else's mortgage this 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 you have to look at it as a, you know, as something that is beneficial to you and you have to understand why you're doing it and what you want to get out of it. Uh, and oftentimes people that are looking to buy a primary resident, a residence, they're not looking at it from a perspective of this is going to be a good investment. Um, they're looking at it more so like, look, I need a place to live. I need something to leave behind for my children. Um, you know, something to kind of pass down um, and, and, you know, allow them to kind of take advantage of. And so I'm going to buy this house and I'm going to, you know, build up my, my asset list uh, just so I can have something to pass on to my children. And that's hundred percent. Okay. And usually people like that, they're not looking at um, you know, it's not, it's not as transactional. So it's not like, okay, well I bought it for this much. And when I sell it, I need to make this much. No, oftentimes they're looking to stay in it for the long run. And if they do sell, it's usually because of circumstance. I'm kind of referring more so to the people that are looking at it as if it's an investment. You shouldn't fool yourself into thinking that buying your primary residence is a sort of real estate investment. Um, yeah, you're, you are buying real estate and oftentimes it is appreciating. But if you factor in all the expenses that are associated with it, um, oftentimes it's not appreciating enough for it to become a net positive or a net um, you know, for you to have net income that's 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 in the positive aspect, uh, and so that's that should be something that that's kept in mind. Now, I don't say this without a silver lining. I don't say it without any sort of offering a, a solution or or kind of giving you guys a strategy based off of what I've seen uh, that can actually help or that can actually work uh, in these scenarios. Uh, and so, what I would say is, when you're looking at taking on a mortgage even if it's a primary residence, you should look at uh, one of the most important considerations should be um, the prepayment privileges that the lender allows you to take advantage of. And so if you have a lender that isn't letting you prepay your mortgage down uh, or prepay the principal of your mortgage down uh, so that you can reduce your amortization period and so that you can put yourself in a situation where you're debt-free sooner and also that you're reducing from the overall interest that you're, that you're taking on, um, then you should start questioning whether or not you chose the right lender. Uh, and maybe they'll give you a slightly better rate, uh, but if they've taken away your ability to prepay your mortgage sooner and become debt-free sooner, uh, then that's not always the best lender for you. Uh, and obviously, every person has their priorities and has the different things that they value. But my recommendation is to take advantage of real estate from a perspective of you want to reduce the amount of expenses that you're taking on and the amount of money that you're essentially throwing into the lender's pocket. You want to put yourself in a situation where you have a mortgage that has prepayment privileges that allow you to reduce your overall amortization period and close off your, your mortgage sooner. And you want to take advantage of those. So for example, uh, I'm not going to say any specific lender, but there are a lot of lenders out there that offer you 15% uh, 
uh, prepayment privileges. And so every single year, you're able to pay prepay 15% towards the principal of your mortgage. And that significantly reduces the overall amortization, amortization meaning the overall period in which it takes you to pay down your mortgage uh, and become debt-free. So it, it substantially reduces that amount for you. Uh, and in addition to that, they also offer, or most lenders should be offering uh, the ability for you to double your payments or at least increase them uh, you know, uh, up to 100%. Uh, and so if your payment is a thousand bucks, uh, most lenders will give you the option to increase it to up to $2,000 every month. And what that will do is that additional $1,000 will go entirely towards the principal of your mortgage and will help towards paying down your mortgage sooner. Uh, and so these are things that you should be thinking of and you should be taking advantage of in your mortgage. And if your mortgage isn't set up with those things in place, uh, then again, I, I do recommend that you reconsider how you're evaluating uh, the lenders and it is, it's rate is important, but it's not entirely about rate. So if you're sacrificing those things just for the sake of a slightly better rate, then it's not entirely worth it uh, because you are going to be in a situation where in the long run, the lender will be taking more uh, or will be, you know, you'll be paying the lender more in interest just because you don't have the option to prepay your mortgage, meaning reducing your overall principal. And when you're reducing your overall principal, you're also reducing the overall interest that you'd be paying. And so that is my recommendation is to take advantage of the prepayment privileges that are built in within your mortgage. First of all, ensure that your mortgage actually has them in place. Second, take advantage of them, increase your payment every month, uh, you know, make lump sum payments when you can uh, and, and take advantage of it in that regard. Now, this one is a little bit more, the, the other option that I'm going to recommend is a little bit more high level. Uh, and I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm an expert in it or that I'm qualified to give people advice in this regard. Uh, but it is something that I would recommend. And I would recommend it with a caveat of go speak to a professional, go speak to a financial advisor, uh, go speak to somebody that is qualified to give you, you know, um, financial advice in this department, um, and essentially put together a plan with them and, and approach it that way. Uh, and the second option would be to, to rather than pay down your mortgage sooner, just take whatever amount that you would pay down your mortgage with and put it into a account which you're going to use to invest. Uh, now, if your interest rate is 5%, you want to make sure that you have a, you know, an investment account that is giving you a return of more than 5%. That way, at least your, your, your money is creating more money for you at a rate that's higher than whatever you're being charged by the lender for your mortgage. Uh, and so you want to speak and consult with a professional um, about this, or if you want to, you know, take your own approach and, uh, you know, do your own research and look into how to get into it yourself. Um, you know, it's probably going to be a little bit more time consuming. It may have its challenges uh, and it may have its obstacles uh, if you're not going to consult with a, with a professional. And it may be a little bit more time consuming and it may require a lot more of a commitment from you. But also like, you know, these are your finances. You need to commit to them. You need to, to spend time in learning them. And I would recommend even if you are consulting with a professional, you should also be devoting time to learning it yourself. Uh, because at the end of the day, nobody has your interest the way that you should have your own interest at, at heart type of thing. Um, and so, yeah, my second, my second recommendation would be, you know, if you're not going to use funds to pay down your mortgage sooner um, to reduce from that overall interest amount that you're, that, you're, that you're being charged, then what you should be doing is you should be taking that amount, a savings amount, and you should be putting that towards investing in, you know, 
whether it's stocks, whether it's mutual funds, whether it's you know businesses, anything that is going to give you a return higher than whatever the interest rate that you're being charged by your lender on your mortgage is. Um, and there is a benefit in that. The benefit is you are creating uh, a scenario where you're earning, you know, obviously the, uh, with all money, there is an opportunity cost associated with it. And the opportunity cost is how much this money has the potential of earning you. Uh, and opportunity cost is always more than, than what you can save. And so if you have a proper plan to invest this money, then it's going to be a lot more beneficial than if you just, you know, put it towards your mortgage and pay it down sooner because you will save on by doing that. But the opportunity cost associated with investing it correctly um, is, is, is definitely uh, more, let's say, impressive or it, it's more significant than if you were to just save money. The safe route or the easy route would be to just prepay your mortgage and kind of, you know, um, ensure that you're, you're reducing from the overall interest that you're being charged. Uh, and that obviously makes your real estate ownership uh, process a lot more beneficial and a lot more, more, more profitable for you. But on the other hand, if you are in a position where, look, I have some extra money, I don't know if I want to put it towards my property, towards my mortgage, I would rather take that money, consult with a professional, or, you know, put in the time myself and learn how to invest this money, and, you know, invest it in a, in a, in a, in a, in, a, in an investment that's going to return me or is going to give me an ROI of, of higher than whatever the interest rate is on the mortgage that I'm paying, then you're in a, you're in a, you're in a net positive situation. You're in a scenario where you're going to be earning more than you're being charged. Um, and that's a beneficial situation because in that scenario, your money is going to be making you money more than what you're being charged by your lender and more than, more than what you could save if you were to invest that money um, or if you were to not, sorry, invest that money. If you were to put that money towards paying down your principal, um, that savings amount may not be as significant as if you were to invest that money correctly at a higher ROI. And so these are things that you should consider. You should be mindful. You should plan for. Don't buy a house uh, and not plan for these things. Don't buy a house and just hope for the best and hope that, oh, well, you know, and, uh, houses always appreciate because there's also a thing called inflation. There's also, uh, you know, the cost of borrowing. There's also expenses that are associated with home ownership. And so it's not always a clear cut, you know, uh, thing or a clear cut transaction where you buy it at this price, you sell it at this price and you, you profit this amount. There's so many costs associated with buying and selling and even maintaining a property uh, that, you know, like I said in the beginning, some many people are just lucky to even be in a scenario where they're walking away at a net positive or walking away with a little bit of cash in their pocket from real, from realtor costs, from, you know, lawyer fees, from appraisals, from property taxes, from costs of borrowing, like interest costs, uh, from maintaining your property, from renovating it. These are all expenses that eat away at whatever appreciation your, your house, uh, you know, uh, let's say seize over the, t the period of time in which you're owning it. Uh, and so they should definitely be factored in when you're looking at, you know, the overall, um, you know, expenses and the overall profitability of the transaction uh, as it pertains to your real estate purchase. Uh, and so those two things I would strongly recommend that you look into and you start incorporating in your plans, uh, your real estate plans. Firstly, it's to, you know, look at a scenario where you're paying down your mortgage sooner by taking advantage of the prepayment penalties or the, sorry, the prepayment privileges and making sure that you're not getting hit with prepayment penalties by your lender. So you want to ask those in advance to your, to your mortgage agent. Um, 
And so you want to take advantage of those. And the second thing would be to look at you know, potentially taking that amount that you would otherwise put towards the principal of your property, but rather than putting it and saving a little bit of cash in terms of cost of borrowing, uh, you would rather take it and invest it and get a higher ROI so that you're you're at a you're in a situation where you're 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 yielding back a net positive and you're making a little bit more money uh, as opposed to saving a little bit less money. So I would strongly recommend that you consider those two options, consult with a professional, speak with your mortgage agent, speak with your mortgage specialist your broker, speak with your financial advisor, put together a plan, be very mindful of these things and do not proceed without a plan. Always have a plan. If I'm, if, if I decided tomorrow that I'm going to, you know, go skydiving, you better believe I'm going to start reading up on this. I'm going to watch videos on it. I'm going to put together a plan. You know, I'm going to be prepared in case my parachute doesn't open. I'm going to make sure my parachute works. And so, you should be just as cautious and just as careful in your real estate transactions uh, because otherwise you will die. No, I'm joking. You will essentially suffer the consequences of not being prepared uh, and it will come back and it will haunt you. So that's all I have for today. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this podcast or this episode. Uh, stay tuned for more episodes uh, where I will be talking to people, uh, business owners, other mortgage brokers, other realtors, uh, investors, uh, financial advisors, and I will be, you know, discussing with them their field of expertise. Um, and hopefully, uh, you guys can, you know, grow and learn and benefit with me uh, through these conversations. So thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, until next time, assalamu alaikum. How do you stop this? Okay, there you go. Assalamu alaikum. <laughs>